Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today, we are joined by Melissa Bologna. She's the founder and CEO of Beauty and the Broth, a beauty and wellness brand offering shelf-stable, direct-to-consumer bone broth that's carefree, convenient, and customizable. So hello, Melissa. Welcome. And how are you? Hello. I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I usually record in the mornings, but we are recording at 5 p.m. on a Tuesday, which is great. <laughs> love it, right? Different change of pace. Exactly. So I would love to dive into your company and get to know more about you. So can you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what your relationship is with New York City. Absolutely. So my name is Melissa Bologna, and I was born in Connecticut, raised in New Jersey, and then went to school here in Manhattan at Pace University. And there I studied international marketing and business, then took a slight diversion from that plan um, to pursue acting after college. Um, And since then, I've been in over 22 films, and I did modeling as well. And then while I was here in the Big Apple, um, I started to feel generally unwell. And I asked my sister for some advice because she's really into health and wellness, uh, working here in finance in New York. So we'd go get bone broth hot on the go in New York. And, um, you know, I, I would spend a lot of time in L.A. and other places. And bone broth was not accessible like it was in New York City. So that's where I had the idea um, to launch Beauty in the Broth, which is a all USDA organic, as you mentioned, shelf-stable, no preservatives, bone broth concentrate company. So we're the only people in the country doing it in this format. That's so amazing. So for those who don't know what bone broth is, can you explain what it is and what the benefits are? With pleasure. I geek out on this. So... <laughs> Bone broth is one of those things where I'm like, no joke, what can't it do? Um, But its original purpose, let me back up. Before its original purpose in modern day life, it's been around since caveman days. And it was used to use all of the animal and for the cavemen to heal themselves. And once I tell you why they heal themselves, it'll totally make sense. Um, In modern day, it's used for leaky gut. So when you have poor digestion, food seeps to your gut and then your red blood cells go to fight it and you get inflammation and the inflammation makes you sick. But if you go deeper into bone broth, um, your gut's a very, very powerful... uh, 
it, it's almost as powerful in the brain as my opinion. So bone broth regulates your gut. So in terms of filling in the holes in your gut, that's caused by bad digestion and also pumps your body with natural occurring collagen, proteins, and amino acids. And I love to get into the gut nitty gritty because the gut's responsible for 85% of your immunity, um, anxiety, depression, your feelings, uh, gut feelings is a thing. So bone broth literally regulates all the hundreds of thousands, actually, it's way more than that's millions um, of microbes in your gut. Um, so with that, some benefits include it gets rid of brain fog, which it helped me with. And of course, because it's high in collagen, it helps with your hair, skin and nails. And it, it just makes it just makes you overall well, because if your gut's healed, you're healed. So it shows up on the skin on your face, it shows up on your mood uh, and everything. And I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love hearing that because I myself am such an advocate for health and wellness. And I do think that if you have your gut in check, like you're good. But when, when you don't, like you definitely feel all the effects. So I guess my next question is how often should one be consuming bone broth? So like anything, if you want to see results, you should really be drinking it every day as a routine. Um, that's a starting point. But if you want to, you know, expedite the process, I recommend two cups a day. Um, but definitely if you, you know, don't break a routine. I saw results after two weeks, people say 20 days, but I personally saw it after two weeks. I want to try your bone broth so badly now because I'm looking at your website and I'm like, oh my God, this looks so good. I've only tried it a, like several times, but I haven't incorporated it into my daily routine. So I'm curious to see like what the benefits um, would be. Totally. Like, yeah, to me, it's, you know, if you're drinking coffee and tea every day, you should be mm -hmm. drinking bone broth. And I, I strongly see that the vision for this company is going to people drinking bone broth, like they are drinking coffee and tea. I really think that's the future. All this information coming out on the gut. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And you launched this last year? Or November 15th of 2020. Yes. Yes. Right middle of COVID. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think a lot of people launch companies during the pandemic. And I want to hear more about the challenges. Tell me throughout your journey so far, what has been a very difficult moment? Oh, there's been uh, quite a few. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of COVID and launching, one of our first issues happened very early on which was we were supposed to launch in May, um, May of 2020. And then obviously COVID happened and all of a sudden, you know, uh, rightfully so, I didn't hear back from anyone. I didn't hear back from my supply chain. And it was really, really scary because I was working on it for like over a year at that point. So it was scary because I didn't, no one knew what the outcome would be and what this meant. Um, so that was a huge hurdle. And at that point I paid uh, people to build out the website. So what I didn't know too about building a website is certain images and stuff on the website, they're already pre-laid out for the sizes. So we really needed to get that photo shoot done. And of course it wasn't gonna happen 
um, full swing of COVID and I'm paying this agency for the website and, you know, they have a business to run too. So it was just very, very challenging. And somehow a couple months into COVID, I ended up just me and a, an old friend photographer of mine, just me and him and set it up. Um, it was a lot of work dealing with food and photography and all the attention to details. So that was a huge challenge because of the uncertainty of my supply chain and then spending money on the website and, you know, having to get stuff done that you weren't able to get done. And, you know, challenges come up every single week. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes I say, um, I actually like talking about this because there was a point last October where I was really stressed out and it, 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 you know, it was right before launch and I was really, really distressed. I'm sure there was a million things I was probably stressed about. And at one point I just stopped and said to myself, you know, this is a choice. You're doing this because you want to do it. There's no other reason other than it's your passion and you love it. And ever since that moment, when stress and all these issues come my way, I just kind of stop and say, Hey, you know, you're doing this because you want to. Um, so, you know, I had one of those weeks, two weeks ago where everything was going wrong, but, you know, through these moments of, you know, problems occurring and rightfully they do, right. Nothing, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But right in those moments, I swear the company builds back better than ever and big lessons are learned. Absolutely. And I want to know, I guess, you come from a modeling and acting background, right? So did you always feel internally that you would want to create your own company and be an entrepreneur? Or did you feel like that calling, you know, came to you, obviously, at the time that it did? So I always knew one day I would have a business when something called to me. But it, it could have been when I was 50. It could have been when I was 60. I just knew that uh, one day I would do that. I've always been very, very split brain in terms of business and creativity. Um, I love to say when I was uh, five years old, my mom got a knock on the door and it was someone with a briefcase and they're like asking, is Melissa Bologna home? My mom was like, why? Like, that's my five-year-old daughter. (laughs) And I ordered an inventor's kit on TV. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've always had kind of the entrepreneurial spirit for sure. And everything in my life, acting, modeling, um, school has helped me for this very moment. Mm-hmm. I And I will say that I actually really love the name and the logo and the overall branding. <laughs> I also geek out on that. So I was like, oh, it's so pretty. And it just like aligns perfectly with the messaging and just like the the products and everything you stand for. So just wanted to compliment you on that. (laughs) I appreciate it. And now I want to ask you what keeps you up at night. And this is a question that I ask all my guests, because as you mentioned, you're building this company, it's growing. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey. You definitely already mentioned some of the challenges, but in this current moment, as we are recording, is there anything that is stressing you out? And this can be related to your professional life or personal, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Absolutely. Um, I was kept up at night uh, two weeks ago. Um, you know, different issues with the business, such as I, I would liken to st- starting a business 
with things, the execution of everything, it's a moving target. So you're playing a little bit of poker while moving along and trying to hit those targets and make guesses. And especially when you're dealing with a supply chain and, you know, we have a three part supply chain. So, you know, and, and then we have to, we hit print on pouches. So, you know, putting in purchase orders and making sure it times up with their lead times because they, they have a long lead time and they get busy, but then the pouches and then, oh, but is this customer going to place a purchase order for a retail account? So it's a, a bit of a playing poker sometimes, educated poker, of course, um, with that and definitely keeps you up at night. And do you have a team right now or are you kind of doing this solo? So I do have a team, um, but it's, you know, I'm the only person on full time um, and I'm very, very lucky to have support. Uh, we have um, one great intern. We have a, a girl that was an intern that's been now doing more for us. We have an awesome PR team, a great brand partnership girl, and then a retail girl in Los Angeles. Mm, that's amazing. It's always good, um, I feel like, when you're building a brand to really find the support system or support or just a team in general that truly, truly believes in the product and the mission and that you can trust. Because I don't know about you, but I always have a hard time kind of outsourcing or just, like, getting other people to help me. Yep. <laughs> it was literally the same exact way. I was such a control freak um, mm -hmm. where, you know, it was hard for me to let go of things. And, you know, initially my girlfriend I grew up with, Liana, helped me out. She was doing the, uh, helping me with the marketing and stuff like that. And not only because I trust her because of our history together, but also she is meticulous as well. She's more meticulous than me. So she was my first kind of, flavor into letting go and delegating responsibilities and dividing and conquering. And since then, um, you know, from having her, I, I've been more open to it and more trusting and, you know, seeing overviewing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely understand and relate to the struggle of letting go of control. I'm such a control freak myself. <laughs> so before we were recording, you were telling me, did you just move to New York? So I've, I've always lived, I would say 75% of the time in New York after mm -hmm. college and then 25% in LA. Um, but now I've completely given up my place in LA and I'm back in New York. 100%. Okay. Yes. Okay. So there's one thing that I definitely want to know because you were living in LA for a little bit. As a native, I've been to LA once, but I have this, I don't know if it's like a stereotypical view, but you know, LA people, they are probably very obsessed with health and wellness. And I'm curious to know, do you personally think they are maybe like more ahead of the game um, when it comes to maybe bone broth? Or do you think it's actually pretty consistent on both coasts? So that's why this whole thing is so funny because I, 
I feel the same way. I when I think of LA, I think of the hand, the center of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. That's why I got the idea for this company because New York has a bunch of pop up bone broth places. LA does not. If you want bone broth, you go to um, Irwan or you order from this local brand there, and then you go pick it up. But you know, the, even that local brand's not selling it hot, and it's not. It's not at all like as accessible as it is in New York um, with a quality bone broth. So that's uh, what inspired this idea and what's something that really, really surprised me. Mm, Yeah, no, I can imagine. I feel like it's like what you said in the beginning, though, that people are aware of what bone broth is, but I don't think it's it has really taken off. You know, and I think like once they understand the benefits or try it themselves, then it's going to be the next thing just like yeah go ahead no uh, totally I, I i agree yeah just like um like what like the adaptogens i feel like were a thing i mean they still kind of are a thing but that was like the new health you know the new health thing that everybody was trying to incorporate and obviously like cbd a few years ago so it's just really interesting to see kind of where the trends are happening how do you personally define success um i i think there's different milestones to success i think that i think that really motivated successful people i don't think they measure it i think that there's definitely milestones where they're like you know give themselves a little pat on the back but i just think that you keep going um you keep going you keep exploring you keep um, personally growing and whatever job you're doing growing within that job. Um, so I, I, I define success, I think, as different milestones. What does happiness look like to you then? Or what does it feel like? I feel like it's, it's an emotion for me personally. It's really hard to describe, just like taste or smell. But if you were to, you know, sit down and try to explain what it is in your eyes what what comes to mind I'm so to me a happiness is it's it's probably an unpopular opinion but it's a state of mind mm-hmm. um, so you, there are certain things that could trigger happiness for you like for me it's my dogs it's you know, I have seen my dogs run on the beach, it's bike riding, it's laughing with friends, it's, um, you know, certain things that seeing my family, certain things that just trigger happiness. So I think, you know, to me, it's, it's a state of mind. And if you know, the different quote, unquote, ingredients to make you happy, you could be very much in that state of mind a lot. Mm -hmm. And how do you stay grounded? I feel like a lot of people, especially if you're starting a company and running your own company, that is more often than not the main focus, especially during the beginning years. And I know you said, you know, you go through challenges throughout the journey and you're still going to, you're always going to be coming across different obstacles along the way. But do you have a specific routine or ritual that you practice to just stay grounded and calm? So um, I'm a big creature of routine. Mm -hmm. I thrive off of a routine, but I travel a lot. So 
it's one of those things where, you know, I tried the best to maintain my routine, but this sounds dorky. I have to be somewhere every day where I could at least walk and get a coffee. That's like a big thing, thing for me to walk my dogs to get coffee. Um, so that's something I like to do. I've been incorporating meditation more into my routine and it really does take a weight off your shoulders. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of bats. Uh, bats sometimes like my most stressful days, I'll shut my laptop and I'll go hop in the bath. Okay, so my podcast is called The City Confessions. And basically, it's after I get to know, you know, the guests, have them come introduce themselves, tell us about their story. I then want to, you know, just spring on them like, hey, please tell me a city confession. And I want to preface this by saying there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment. I just do this as a running theme throughout all my episodes to really showcase how we're more alike than we are different, depending on how people receive the question, how they answer it. So you can talk about something that's like deep and dark if you feel like it or something light and funny. But if you were to share a confession, Melissa, what would that be? A confession? Does that have to be in New York? No, it can be anything. Anything that you want to reveal. Oh, man. That's going to go either way with me. Uh, a confession. Gosh. I know. It's kind of like I just sprung it on you, but it's, it can be something that happened, like an embarrassing moment or something you wish people, you know, would ask more about you or a misconception people have of you, something that you don't really talk about, any of those topics. So I'm I'm a shameless person, so it takes me a lot to be embarrassed. Um, I don't feel that adjective often, or emotion, I should say. Um, let's see, something people want to know about. I mean, this is not riveting. I'm scared of escalators, but that's not going to be my confession. Um, hmm. Sorry, I'm. I just. I, no, I, it's fine. Trust me, you're not the only one. People are always like, "Oh, can we pause?" Like, we. I don't know what to say. And something that. Yeah, people would just be surprised to know about you, or something that maybe like an image or a specific thought that you think the public has of you, which is like totally wrong. Like maybe assumptions about you. Sure. I feel like people probably oftentimes before they meet me think I'm like going to be a bitch or um, or just assume I'm dumb um, just because of, you know, either my appearance or my career or stuff like that. Um, but I've done a good job with, um, you know, and it's taken a lot of time and practice just ignoring the noise and you know, focusing on what's important to me and not letting, you know, people's opinions who don't even know you um, affect me. Yeah, I actually, it just made me think about, you know, your past as well, like from modeling and acting. Do you think due to that career path that it made you develop this thick skin? Or oh, do you think, absolutely. yeah? So, you know, I think my whole career in modeling and acting has helped me tremendously. A, helped me develop thick skin. B, 
you know, I don't hear the word no. And then, you know, on the other note, I do take rejection very, very well, um, which is such an acquired skill set and something I dealt with my whole acting and modeling career. And it was really tough back then. And you would take it personally, especially because it's quote unquote about you. Um, so with this uh, career, you know, I just, I just shameless, I don't care. And I know that all these years modeling and acting have completely helped me with that. Yeah. I also think like after a while, it just gets tiring, right? To like, let other people's opinions affect you. Like, I think it's also comes with age. But after a while, you're like, I'm just gonna live my life. <laughs> like, if you like me, that's for cool. Sure. If you don't, I'm still gonna live my life. So I don't know, like, at least for me, too, I used to take things so personally. And now I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> no, absolutely. Age is definitely part of it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm trying to embrace getting older. But there's always, you know, pros and cons to everything in life. Of course, there. And that is for sure true. <laughs> I'm like, why can't we be like this when we were younger? I know, but that's like, I guess that's the whole point. You you learn certain life lessons depending on you know what age you're at or what you experience. So, yeah, I want to take a moment right now to just send you my gratitude for not only being flexible with our recording, but saying yes to being a guest and just like being present with me throughout these past 27 minutes or so. I love learning about you and the company, Beauty and the Broth, and I hope everybody else is, you know, got something beneficial out of this podcast. Me too. (laughs) And right now is your chance to plug away. So I'm going to leave all of the links to your company, the website, and to you personally in the show notes. And this episode is going live in September. So do you have anything that you're working on that you can tease? What can the world be on the lookout from you or Beauty in the Broth in the next three months and the next year that you can share? Sure. So in, I hopefully September, we'll be launching our vegan skew, which I'm really excited about. We've seen a ton of demand for it. And gosh, I'm not even a vegan. And it's, I mean, I I love the beef and chicken, but the vegan is just lights out. We have a real home run with this one. So I'm very excited for that. That's so exciting. And my last question before we actually wrap it up is what is your superpower? Ooh, my superpower. (laughs) I have a superpower. People who know me have seen it. It's I don't know what to call it. It's, it's I am very, very lucky. And I I swear it's my sister who's like very spiritual. She's just like, Melissa, I don't know what to say anymore. Luck is a frequency. Um, so being lucky is my superpower. Wait, then I have a follow-up question. What is like the luckiest thing that has ever happened to you? Oh man, it's been it's it's a series of things and it's been um it's been a, a a lot of things like even when i was little i i won you know a lottery from picking the numbers <laughs> um you know I, I i've been very very lucky in my life so i'm i don't take that for granted that's amazing take that luck wherever you go girl <laughs> absolutely 
Wow, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming and chatting with me and my audience. I greatly appreciate it as I already expressed. And I'm so, so excited to see where uh, Beauty in the Broth, you know, takes you in the next year, in the future. And I can't wait to follow you on your journey. And everybody who's listening, be sure to click the show notes for more information on her company. And if you would like to follow Melissa, go ahead. I feel like she's just a badass person. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to be inspired. And we have to, you know, be cautious of who we follow right that information that energy and melissa's definitely one that you want to follow guys <laughs> i appreciate that absolutely um thank you so much for talking with me i honestly feel so uplifted like my energy has just increased and oh. i love that i always say that whenever you have an interaction with somebody you need to leave feeling so much better than you did entering yeah. it and that's exactly how I felt throughout this conversation. So thank you. That's amazing. That made my day. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for next week's. And I hope you all have a beautiful day and week. All right. Bye. Bye.